Hi everyone and welcome to our service. I'm so glad you decided to join us today online only. We thought the second Sunday of January we would restart our in-person services. Now we are still in level three lockdown, but we'll see what happens in the next couple of days and weeks. We will keep you up to date, but I'm just thankful for the technology that we have to be able to continue our new series called Wake up it is a wake-up call for 2021 and i hope that you're going to commit for the next five weeks this sunday plus four more sundays that you're going to commit be part of this watch it every sunday or be in the service if you can if we can meet in person and join us for this journey because let me ask you this question today how close do you feel to god and I don't know what your answer might be, but this is what I do know. Deep inside all of us, there's this sense that there must be something more in my relationship with God than my current experience. And we are starting this series, Wake Up, because we all, most of us, when we start our journey with Jesus, start fully awake. We start all passionate. We're excited. We're passionate. We, we experience God. But then over time, that passion and that feeling of closeness to God often starts to fade. Now and then we've got these bursts of excitement in our relationship with God. But our daily walk with God, our day-to-day -day walk with God often becomes passive. And if we're not careful, soon we will be full-time husbands and fathers and wives and mothers and employees and COVID experts, but part-time followers of Jesus. Stobel Weems has a beautiful quote. He says that passionate Christianity should be the norm for every believer, not the exception. That includes you if you're a follower of Jesus. If you're not a follower of Jesus, that could be what is awaiting you, a passionate relationship with Jesus. And I believe that should be the norm. Why? Because if we serve this infinitely powerful God that has given everything for us, how can we expect, how can we settle for a mundane relationship with Him? That shouldn't be what we settle for, a mediocre spiritual life. We shouldn't be content with that. We need to be shocked back to an awakened state. And I believe it's possible. And that's why we're starting this series. But our first topic in the series is called Get Alive. Get alive. That is our first topic today because I believe that God doesn't want us to go through life half asleep. God wants us fully awake, fully alive in Him. So if you've got your Bible with you, please turn to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37, if you grew up in church, you might know the story quite well. You might have heard it numerous times. It's not one that you can easily forget. And we're going to be reading today from Ezekiel 37 verse 1 to 14. It is a prophecy, a vision that it's a vision that God gives a prophet. And I want you to hear how beautifully God describes the state of being asleep and how he wants to breathe new life into that state. So Ezekiel 37 verse 1, the prophet writes, he says, The hand of God, the Lord Yahweh, was on me. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley and it was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. So he's not talking about one or two bones. He says it's this whole valley and it's covered with bones. There is no vultures, there is no crows, it is dead, quiet, it is completely dried out. It's a valley full of dry bones. 
And then God says, he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then God said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied. As I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. So in the dead, quiet valley covered with dead, dry bones, something starts to happen. A rattling noise, sound starts to to come out of this valley, and the bones started to come together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them. Suddenly he's not looking at dry bones, he's looking at bodies because there was no breath in them. Then, I say, then God said to me, prophesy to the breath. Now that word in the, in the Hebrew is ruach, the same word that is used for God's spirit. So prophesy to the breath, prophesy to the spirit, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath, come spirit from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded and breath entered them and came to life and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you out from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. That's what we're going to read today. Because when you hear about all these dry bones, what, what's the first thought that pops up into your mind? Maybe you're like, ah, horrible, disgusting. But when I think of dry bones, I'm like, something is wrong. Why is there so many dry bones everywhere? Life has been drained. There's no flourishing. Flourishing has disappeared from this land. There's no connection to life. Death. That's what we're thinking of, right? Death. And when you look at the background of this text, this was theologians estimate that it was written in about 586 before Christ, right after the fall of Jerusalem, when Israel, when, when the Judeans living in the southern kingdom was defeated, they were killed, they were exiled. It was a horrible time. They couldn't see a future. They didn't know where to go. And they felt like dry bones. Their relationship with God fell dead. They felt far from God. Everything was in a bad, bleak state for them. Maybe that is what 2020 was like to you. When you look back at it, it might have been tough and you might be sitting on this side of it and you might be feeling like dead, dry bones. But what's interesting to me, when I look back at 2020, when lockdown started in March, a lot of people went into it, although it was a difficult time, quite optimistic. In fact, digital learning escalated quite a lot. So people were like, I'm, I'm eager to learn new skills. I'm going to use this time. I'm going to develop. I'm going to grow. Um, 
we had insanely high views on our online services. For a new small church, we had 600 views um, a week. Our numbers skyrocketed. People asked me about Bible study. Um, people just wanted to spend more time with God and grow. But then something changed as, as the time progressed, as lockdown was longer and longer and this COVID didn't go away. It's almost as if a passiveness swept over people. People became more and more lethargic. It's almost as if life was drained out of people. More and more pe people started stopped attending church online and in person. We saw people just never returning, not just because of COVID, but just because of a passiveness. It has happened not only in Prodeo, but in the church in South Africa worldwide. People saw the same trend, that views were going down, that people stopped attending services. 50 to 60% of attendance was back. People have talked to me and asked me about the spiritual disciplines and told me that it's difficult to wake up early in the morning and spend time with God. It's difficult to dig into the relationship with God. So the relationship with God has been getting worse and worse over time. And what is sad is the worse our relationship with God gets, the deeper the sleep that we fall into. I believe the most foundational spiritual discipline of my life should be to stay fully alive and to keep the spiritual fire burning. That's the most foundational discipline. Because when the fire of Jesus burns brightly in my life, when I'm fully alive, I don't have to attend church. I don't have to try to make time to spend time with God. I want to do it. When the fire is alive, I love worshiping. I love praying. I love obeying God. I hear His voice clearly. My daily life is a natural overflow of the power and grace of Jesus Christ. But when the fire dims and smolders, when, when the life is, is sucked out of me, when I'm like dry bones, I find that even the most basic becomes burdensome. I struggle to maintain my spiritual disciplines. In my own strength, I try to keep them alive, but it is hard. And guys, I want to tell you, this doesn't happen by accident. I believe that we have a very, and the Bible says this, that we have a very real enemy that wants nothing more but for your soul to be put to sleep. While we think everything is okay. Because when you're lying with a bunch of dead bones, you think that's normal, right? One bone doesn't look at the other bone and is like, hey, why are you a dry bone? He's like, we're all dry bones and we're all fine. That's what the enemy wants. The devil wants us to think that we are okay while we are slowly being put to sleep. And it's so easy to listen to this story and say, oh yes, God was prophesying. He was giving this vision to this prophet so that this prophet could prophesy over the bones. But that's not for me. That's for someone else. But at the end of this scripture, God says, this is Israel. This is my people. This is the nation that I love so much. And so now talk to them. And I want to tell you today, don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at someone else who used to be in your church. But look at your own life because I believe God is giving these words to you today. God is looking at you and God is saying, I know you feel like dry bones. I know you feel far from me, but there is hope. You need to wake up. You see, Jesus didn't come for us to lie in a slumber. Jesus didn't come that we feel so that we feel like dry bones. That we that Jesus didn't come for death. Jesus came for life. John ten verse ten says that Jesus Himself said that He came to give us life and life abundantly. That's why He came. He wants us to be fully alive, fully awake. 
He wants us to be close to God. And I want to tell you, in this world where we've got a real enemy, in this world where we are constantly bombarded by images and sounds and counterfeit experiences that demand our attention, that tells us that it will fill us with life. It threatens to distract us. And we can lose our spiritual focus and settle for all these cheap little substitutes for cell phones and all kinds of experiences that we think will fill us with life. But in the meantime, we're slowly falling asleep and we're settling for less than God wants for us. We must discover how to remain awake. We must discover how to be awakened if you're asleep so that we can live in the presence of God fully awake in Him. It is possible. So how? How do we wake up? How do we, how do we turn from dry bones into fully alive followers of Jesus Christ? This scripture in Ezekiel, I think, shows us such a beautiful picture. And this is how we become fully alive. God says, I need you to participate. The first thing God does, after he shows him this valley, what does he do? We read that, God walked him up and down through the valley. And then, but God asks him a question. God says, Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? Because God doesn't need the help of human beings. God doesn't need your participation. In fact, God can make a miracle happen in your life and your whole life can turn around. But the reality is that God chooses throughout the Bible to involve us in this process of growth. God asks for our participation. The first thing he asked this prophet is, will, will you be a part of this process? Acknowledge, do you see a problem and can you fix it? He said, the first thing, if we want to go from being dead, being half asleep to waking up, the first thing we need to do is we need to acknowledge that there's a problem in my spiritual life, that I'm not close to God, that I'm not living in His presence, that I am not experiencing His voice, His power, His life in my life. I need to acknowledge the problem and my inability to fix it because the, the prophet answers and he says, God, only you know, I cannot make these bones come alive. We need to acknowledge the problem. That's our first step because as the saying goes, denial is not only a river in Egypt, right? As long as we deny that we are spiritually not fully awake, we will never wake up, but our slumber will just continue. The second thing that happens in verse 4, God says, okay, you acknowledge the problem and your inability to fix it. So now I want you to prophesy to the bones. And this is what you need to prophesy. God says, hear the word of the Lord. Tell these bones, hear the word of the Lord. I believe that if we want to be fully awake, fully alive, we need to hear the word of God. That is the way God wants to speak to us. We need to spend personal time in the word. I know it's tough. You need to let go of the bad habits and include these ha good habits in your life of spending time in God's Word. You need to tune in. You need to listen to sermons and God's Word that's being shared with you by God's pastors and, and prophets of, of our modern age, right? We need to hear them. Because when the bones heard the Word of God, what happened? From silence, something started to happen. There was a rattling. You see, and pieces started to become a whole. When we hear God's word in our life, all these broken pieces of our life starts to become whole. God's word brings truth to our life. It brings substance to our life. But it's not enough. 
You can read the Bible for the rest of your life. You can go and study it at a university because it's a great book. It's one of the most ancient scriptures that we have. But it still doesn't mean it's going to put your life back together. You see, these bones started to come together, but they were still without life. There was no breath in them, we read in verse 8. So the first step, we have to acknowledge the problem and our inability to fix it. The second word is we need to spend time in and with God's word so that we can be put back together, but it's not enough. There's a third step and God tells him now, prophesy to the spirit, prophesy to the breath. That is speak to my spirit. That is what prayer is. When we speak to God, something happens. The Spirit fills these bones and God says, speak to the Spirit so that these bones may live. So when He spoke to the Spirit, the Spirit came from all four corners of the world because God's Spirit is all around us and He filled the bones and the bones came alive. When we read God's Word and His Spirit is inside of us, it turns into a living Word of God. It speaks to us. It changes us. When God's Spirit fills our life, it makes us fully alive. We start to bubble over the life of God. The Spirit brings us life. So the first step is acknowledge our problem and our ability to fix it, our inability. Second step is spend time in and with God's Word. And the third step is pray, pray, pray. Because the more time we spend in the presence of God and in His Spirit, the more His Spirit will fill us. That's how revival started. It was people that throughout the ages have prayed and prayed and prayed for God's Spirit to come. And bring renewal and he is faithful and he's done it throughout the ages. And he brought revival that is dead bones was revived. And the church that was often lethargic came back to life. How are we going to do it? In the next 21 days, not starting this Sunday, next Sunday. So we're giving you a week to prepare. Next Sunday, the 17th, we're going to start 21 days of Bible reading, of prayer and of fasting. Why 21 is a number we read in the Bible. You can do it for less. The Daniel fast was 10 days in the Bible. But 21 is ironically the number that sociologists says takes us. That's the number, um, the amount of days it takes us to establish a new habit. So for 21 days, from the 17th of Jan to the 7th of Feb, we're going to be praying. We're going to be reading our Bibles every day and we're going to be fasting. So for the next week, we're going to be putting some info on our social media. You can go and read it. We're going to give you advice on different ways to fast. If you've never done it and you're like, oh, Louis, I don't know if I should even do it. We're going to be talking about fasting next week. So we will guide you on this journey and we will during this week tell you how you can fast. But I want to encourage you, if you do not feel close to God, you know there's something more. You feel like dry bones. This is your time to turn it around. What happens when we go through this effort? What happened when the bones heard the, voice, the word of God? When the bones are filled with the spirit of God, they came fully alive. And God gives this word, this prophecy to Israel that he wants to give to us. And there's three things that God says happens. This is the message that God sends his people. Verse 12, 1, I will open your graves. God wants to tell us that if we're willing to become fully alive in him, if we're willing to acknowledge our problem, to spend time in the word, to pray and to be filled with his spirit, then we will receive new life. Graves will open. We will walk out of it. And I want to tell you today, regardless of your circumstances, you 
might be feeling like you're in a grave, but regardless of your circumstances, you can live the life that God intends you to live. Fully awake, fully alive, no matter your physical circumstances. You can still live the life God wants you to live. Fully alive, fully awake. The second thing God says in verse 13, He says, Then you will know that I am Lord. You will no longer have to doubt. You will no longer have to seek. You will no longer have to feel far from God. You will know God if you spend time with Him. If His Spirit fills you, you will know Him. You will experience His power. You will experience His grace and His love in your life. No longer will you be seeking, but you will have the relationship with your Father, with your Creator, with your Savior that you've been longing for so much. And the third thing that happens in verse 14, we read that then the Spirit will be in you and you will live and settle in your own land. It is a blessing that God wants to pour over us. God says, you will have new life, you will know me and I will bless you. I will give you my Spirit that will intercede for you through whom the power of God flows into our lives and you will settle in your own land that is a blessing for the Israelites that were exiled God is like there's a promise of you being blessed again it's not just spiritual but also physical God gives us a blessing and says I want to bless you more than you can bless yourself and then God says I've spoken and I have done it that is his promise so let us take the time For the next 21 days, starting on the 17th, next Sunday, this week, we're going to prepare. Next Sunday, we're starting our 21 days of prayer, Bible reading, and fasting. And let's see what God wants to do and what God wants to bring to life inside of us. I want to tell you, 2021, despite the COVID virus, despite vaccines, despite whatever is going on, 2021 can be your best year yet, if it is your best year spiritually. So I want to invite you on this journey. Let's take this time this week to start seeking God. Pick up your Bible this week. Read your Bible. I haven't given you more advice on that. We're going to be doing it this week. But just start somewhere. Read your Bible. Pray. Ask God's Spirit to awaken your soul. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that in you, that through your Spirit and through God's Word, that we can become fully alive fully awake. I pray that we will no longer settle for less than passionate Christianity, that we will not be okay with the mundane, that we will not be content with that, but that we will seek you more. I pray that in these next 21 days that you will bring new life into our old dry bones. Do something new. Bring us out of our graves. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.